everyone. Welcome to episode 33 of the Lacrosse Word Podcast. Uh, today here with me, I have Sister Trixie Murphy. How are you doing? Hi, Sam. I am doing very well, thanks. How about you? Uh, pretty excellent today. It's a wonderful, beautiful day outside. Um, so some fresh snow today, which is great. Uh, I'm a fan. I am too. Um, so our first question, uh, what motivates and inspires you? Why do you get up in the morning? So this is an interesting question because I feel like I am motivated and inspired by different things. Um, So I think what motivates me is responsibilities and a sense of being needed. And and that motivates me to get up and, and get going in my day, regardless of what it is. I feel like I have a pretty strong work ethic. And so, um, I am moved and motivated to get up and get going to work and get, take care of the different responsibilities I have. Um, even on like weekends or other times, I just am, I think I am driven by that sense of responsibility. I really am not much of a morning person. I would much rather stay up later and sleep in in the morning. Uh, So maybe there are some days I'm not so motivated to get up out of bed. Um, But as far as what inspires me, I would say that something that really uh, fills my tank is um, service. I I consider myself somebody who really likes to serve others, to help others, to feel needed. Um, and so that really inspires me and helps me feel energized and, uh, I don't know, inspired to get through the day and to do things is how awesome. I can find ways to help others. Awesome. Wonderful answers. Uh, in your life, how have you confirmed the teachings and doctrine of the church? This is another uh, interesting question for me. Um, I am a fan of your podcast, and I I have listened to them all, and uh, I've I've loved listening to other people's answers. And I I feel like Clarissa Grover recently gave a really good um, answer that I really kind of struck with me, and that is. I'm not going to probably get it exactly how she said it, but I feel like from a young age, from ever since I can remember, I have just had this core belief of God and that he lives and that he knows me. And I think that that core belief has really helped me throughout my life, even during times when I may have taken a different path away from gospel teachings. Uh, I've never been able to deny that that God lives and that I have a Savior, Jesus Christ, and they both know me and love me. And I think that that principle continues to guide my beliefs, my behaviors, um, my path in life. And then on top of that, our, our experiences that I've had um, throughout this life And when I look back and think about, well, what are some of those experiences that have really testified to me? Um, I feel like they have happened when I was living um, in accordance with the gospel without even trying. You know, um, there was an example I had when I was in college. I was just this young 17-year-old um, in college, I went to Snow College, which is down in Ephraim, Utah, and um, I really wanted to go to the temple with my roommates. And unfortunately, I was not living the gospel standards and was not able to do that. And I had to um, just work throughout the year uh, to get that temple recommend so that I could do it. And and when I say, you know, I just had to live the gospel standards, it wasn't even really um, a a significant change. I just had to just be a little bit more present in the gospel and, and in my living my beliefs. And as I did that, the experience I had in the temple is something that I 
I have cherished throughout this uh, ever since and has really helped me know that the Lord blesses us when we try and that that's all he wants us to do is to just try. And I just, I feel like my life has just been filled with different experiences in times when I've needed them that have helped me feel my savior's love and concern for me. Awesome. Thank you for profound thoughts. Um, Genealogy is important to the church. Um, what do you know about your name and family history? You know, just the word genealogy brings back some like childhood trauma of sitting in the church libraries with microfish going over and over because my mom and dad were big genealogy lovers. Um, and I just did not carry on that love. Um, so I, I know very little about my family. Um, my mom and dad are the pioneers in our family as far as the church goes. They were both converts. Um, they joined when I was five years old. And uh, there are five of us children, and I am the only active member. Um, and both my parents are deceased. So I feel like I'm trudging on uh, for them. Um, as far as church goes, as far as like just um, geographically where our family is from, my mom is German and my dad is, uh, I think he was Irish. See, I know so little. Um, but I do know one cool thing is that my maternal grandmother uh, came to Ellis Island um, and her name is on the docket or the paperwork there so when I went to Ellis Island as an adult I was able to see her name on there so that that's kind of cool but that's really all I got very cool I will say in all episodes of the podcast I've yet to hear someone refer to genealogy as trauma um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely something I could see after long hours of doing some family oh, research but <laughs> well and I was a kid you know it was just a lot sure. Um, what is one thing you would say is unique about you? You know, I feel like I don't even really need to say much about this one because my name is the is very unique. And I am often um, a bearer of many comments regarding my name. Um, so I just feel like I carry that with me everywhere I go. Um, and those are those of you who know this about me, I, I really am not a fan of my name and I don't often like it to be repeated in, in public. So when I go out to eat or something and they ask for a name, I always give a fake name. Uh, but that is something that I just kind of carry with me. My dad named me. Um, and like I said, he's passed. So I try just to remember it's something he gave me that I can carry on forever. Um, but another unique thing about me that I do love to talk about is that I have a great love for the Disney character Goofy. He is someone that I just love, admire. <laughs> and so I have throughout my life collected Goofy items and I have quite, quite a plethora of different variety of goofy collection here of, of different things that people have either given me or I have bought myself. So that's kind of cool. Wow. That's, that's definitely unique. Some goofy collected items. Mm -hmm. I will say if you don't like your name, our family does love it and it like really rolls off the tongue nicely. And it's pretty satisfying to say <laughs> that you're on the podcast. I was like, Hey mom, Trixie's on the podcast. So I, I know maybe, but <laughs> I hear that often, Sam, like people will say, I love your name. And I'm like, it's because it's not yours. <laughs> right. Sure. You, tr you take it on, Sam. You try and go by Trixie for a couple of days and see how you like it. I will. It's official and we have it on public. <laughs> so awesome. Um, so going straight on to our rapid fire questions. Um, if you could serve a mission anywhere in the world, where would it be? I hope 
to someday serve a mission. I know that sounds like a primary song. Um, and I don't necessarily care where it is. I would really like to serve a service mission somewhere where I can go and um, just get up every day and be able to do something to help somebody or some ward or whatever. That would be pretty cool for me. Awesome. Definitely. Uh, what's a place you've been that you would recommend to others? Place I have been that I would recommend to others. I, uh, when my kids were small, we went on a camping trip up to Copper Falls, which is up in Northern Wisconsin. And it's a, is, I don't even know if it's a state park. Uh, I don't know, could be, but it's got a campground and it has all these waterfalls and these hikes that you take to go up and around and the waterfalls. I really loved it up there. Um, it's kind of close, maybe 30 minutes from the Apostle Islands. That is on my bucket list. I really want to get up there and, and do that and kayak up there, but um, I really like Copper Falls. So if people haven't gone there, I would encourage them to do that. Oof, that's... Cop Falls is quite the word because our family has traumatic experiences tracing back to Copper Falls. No! Yeah, so um, I don't want to rain on <laughs> lovely memories or thoughts of going there. And it's a beautiful state park. We got to go back and redeem that thought, but there was also some pretty drastic weather things that went on up there uh, mm. on a special day when we happened to go. So you're totally fine. Really? Everything turned out great, but yeah, it's there's only one road in, um, and that, that road, if it floods over, you can't get back to your stuff. So <laughs> we met a, there was a very nice, um, park person there who, who got our stuff though, and set it up after the storm. So, wow. Nice so yeah. You I know, know, that does sound like a childhood trauma story, Sam, <laughs> just saying, but, um, when we were there, we did have a storm, but it, we were at our camper. Oh, so sure. I did not experience that the roads closed. Yeah, I don't know. It, that's, sorry that's for you. That's just the contrast sometimes with having traumatic weather experiences <laughs> versus genealogy experiences. <laughs> that's right. right. Um, in order, what cities have you lived in? Oh, this one is uh, could be lengthy. Just my mom. Uh, she just loves, love to move, love to move. So I was born in Hudson, New York. Um, and we lived there. Then we moved over to Albany, New York. And I'm sure that there's probably some locations between those two, but I was small and don't remember. Um, we ended up moving to Florida and I lived in West Palm Beach. And between Miami and West Palm Beach, I'd probably say, again, I was pretty young um, but that's where they joined the church and then we moved we left west palm beach when i was eight and we moved um to layton utah and we bounced around from layton clearfield hooper roy ogden all up in the the i don't know north part of utah um, we kind of bounced around there quite a bit, and um, I graduated from Roy High School. So then I went down to Ephraim to snow for a couple of years, and my parents moved around while I was there. Um, I think when I finished school, we ended back in Ogden, um, and then I lived in Roy again and Ogden again until we finally moved Wisconsin, where I, my husband lived, his parents lived, and that's where he lived his whole life is in Ripon, Wisconsin, which is about 30 minutes from Oshkosh, if anybody's heard of Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And we lived there for 15 years. So that's my solid chunk of time before we moved here to La Crosse. Awesome. Um, so our next question, I'm going to modify it slightly towards you. So the original uh, is, what's a time when you've laughed really hard? But just for you <laughs> today, it's going to be, what's a really goofy moment you've experienced before? I love to laugh. 
it um obviously i like goofy i have the name trixie it just kind of comes with me i i find humor is the best thing ever um so some people know this person, but um, her name is Lynn Rhodes, and she and her husband Rob have connections to this word, but I can't remember how. But um, anyway, I was served in Young Women's uh, in the Oshkosh Ward with her, and we were at a girls' camp together. And if Lynn is just one of those people that you can't laugh, not laugh with. She is just hilarious. And... Um, we went um, tubing down the Fox River and we, we were so busy trying to make sure all the girls had tubes. When we got them all down the river, we stood there with one tube and two of us and no car. So we were like, all right, the only way we're going to get down is if we share this tube. And so we shared this tube after, I don't know, probably three or four days of girls camp we were not smelling great. We had to sit really closely. One of us may have had to use the bathroom. It was just, it was the best, the funniest experience. I laughed pretty hard the entire way down that, that um, river. That's a highlight of mine. That's, that's an experience. Again, maybe some could label it traumatic, but. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, it was great. Oh, that sounds like lots of fun. Um, what's one of your favorite activities to do in the lacrosse area? Uh, I love this area. I think it's so beautiful. It is what got me to move out here, um, over here, because if I couldn't live by mountains, I at least if you squint and look at the bluffs, they kind of look like mountains. And I love the water. So... I really like to hike. I um, love that there are so many different hiking trails. I know I have not even experienced half of them yet um, in the time I've lived here. I like to go snowshoeing in the winter. Um, I like, yeah, I like just to be outside and enjoy the, the many varieties, variety of things that you can do out here. Absolutely. Um, I will say I always appreciate it when someone mentions the bluffs because they're like, they're like here in lacrosse and Sydney and I have a inside joke because when we're done with school, um, right over at central and we're walking back to the vehicle, they're super close. And so sometimes when I'm walking, I'll just have like this sensory overload of how cool the bluffs are and yeah. I'll just freak out on the walk back. So I think absolutely. Uh, we have a wonderful landscape in the cross area. We do. Um, what is one positive childhood memory that you have? So positive childhood. This is a, uh, did you say positive childhood memory? Yes. Positive. I think this is positive and memorable. <laughs> uh, so when I was like 14, um, it's going to sound sad, but it has a, it has a turn, a twist. Um, when I was 14, my nephew died of sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS, and it really affected me pretty significantly. I was very close to my nephew. You know, I was 14. It was like I had my own little doll and I took care of him a lot. So I had a really hard time um, adjusting to that and, and processing through that. And that Christmas, I was at a ward Christmas party. And of course, they had a Santa there. And I had no idea who the Santa was. But I was in Young Women's and I was part of like helping the kids get on Santa's lap and whatnot. And um, at the end of the night, the Santa came over to me and wanted to speak to me privately. And he handed me two candy canes and, and just showed me that the candy canes put together make a heart and he felt that I was you know having a hard time and wanted to me to know that uh, there were many people who loved me and and were there for me and to this day I still don't know who that Santa was because he was not in our ward um, but it again was just one of those memories that stuck to me and at 14 you know it really made me again know that my heavenly father was looking out for me. 
So when you talk about childhood memories, that's the one that comes to mind. Uh, that's a lovely memory. Um, what is your go-to seat in the chapel? <laughs> does my couch count? Yes, yes it does, <laughs> I think now. <laughs> But um, we got to know if it is your couch, which cushion on your couch? <laughs> well, lately it's been the floor. But um, when we first moved into the ward, we came, we were brought here from with our friends, um, the Everett's who are no longer here. But they always sat on the right side in the very back of the of the pews. And so I just felt this sense that I had to carry on that tradition when they left. Um, and so that's where we usually sit, like somewhere in the last to the third row to the last there. But since the O'Rourke's have came, moved back into our ward, I like to sit with Janie to help her out with the kids. And so we have kind of moved into the middle, longer rows to kind of help with that, but not sure. too close to the front. I like to oh. stay in the back. Yeah. Um, if you could start a business, what would you sell? Does it have to be real? No, no. This is going to sound cheesy. Um, I'm trying to think of a different answer that's not so cheesy. <laughs> uh, what would I sell if I could own a business? I really would sell laughter. I just, I think that we as a whole don't laugh nearly enough. So I don't know, maybe like a, a shop that's just filled with items to make people laugh. <laughs> sure, absolutely. We got, um, if you're thinking about like levels of cheesiness, I think um, an ostrich farm. I mean, I don't mm. want to make fun of anyone's answers, but. Farmer Frainer, I, mean, I, I know. Yeah, right. He, oh my gosh, I didn't give an update to the podcast, but I saw one time he was wearing uh, an ostrich Christmas sweater to a youth <laughs> activity. So, you know, I mean, I think he's maybe a bit more committed uh, than you are, but All I right. mean, there's there's no limits to what reality can provide here in the lacrosse word podcast space. There you go. And, <laughs> and I think, you know, if you went to an ostrich farm, how could you not smile at that? Exactly. So maybe my shop could be somewhere close. Exactly. You could maybe have some ostrich themed items just <laughs> specifically sourced from him, you know. There you go. Um, would you rather live urban or rural? I think the older I get, the more I just want to live by myself far away from anybody else. <laughs> so I think that has changed. Um, but yeah, I still have one teenager still at home. So I guess I have to stay where I'm at for now. But once they're gone, I am fine with a plot of land somewhere far away. <laughs> um, if you start in a movie, what genre would it be? I think I'm supposed to say comedy since I like to make people laugh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's comedy. not really it's it's not really a question, it's just more of a space for you to give us an answer, but <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, a comedy would be pretty good, but it would have to be like a certain kind of comedy. And I can't think of Yeah, like Sam, you probably don't know this movie, but for some of those people who are older, uh, the Money Pit is like one of my favorites. It's got a young Tom Hanks in it. Oh, sure. And he buys this really bad house and everything goes wrong that can. There's a bathtub scene where he laughs so hard. I would like to be part of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you had to live in one decade forever, what decade would it be? Well... I cannot say that this answer is specific to me because I heard it and I'm like, yes, I want this answer too in mine. And that is, I want to live in the millennium. Like, let's bring it on. Let's go. I'm ready. We can do it. Um, so that's where I would like to live. If that is not going to be an option, 
then I'm taking the 80s. <laughs> Both of which have wonderful access to combis at the time. So there you go. You're set for them, right? <laughs> um, have you ever played a musical instrument? No, I I can't believe I'm a member of this ward and don't have a musical gift, but there's got to be some of us in here. Um, no, I have plunk at the piano, but never have even come close to doing it any justice. So no, I'm not a musical person. Sure. Um, what would you play if you could play a musical instrument? I would really love to play the piano. I want to play Jessica's theme from The Man from Snowy River. I want to play that song on the piano. Sure. Um, if you grew a garden, what would your main crop be? So I am not a healthy eater, nor do I like fruits or vegetables. So my garden would be like all the different varieties of chocolate, except not white chocolate. So that's what I would grow in a garden. So sure. whenever I needed my fix, I could just go out to my garden, grab a chocolate and go. Sure. So we do have to have a clarification. I maybe got a tip from my mother and she mm. said, I talked to, I talked to sister Murphy a lot and I'm pretty sure <laughs> she just doesn't like vegetables. And I was like, what vegetables? And she's like, I don't think she likes any of them. So we need to know if this is true information because I, I need to know more as, as a viewer. Well, I mean, I will eat certain ones in certain ways. Like I'll eat canned green beans, French style preferably, but I won't eat, I won't eat like out of the garden green beans. They don't taste, they don't, I'm really kind of picky except for sugar. Um, I like broccoli. I will eat broccoli and cauliflower if it's not cooked and if I have uh, dill dip to dip it in. So the answer is no, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's just with, with adjustments. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, what's one life lesson that you've learned? This... Uh, I would say that for me, this concept has kind of um, really hit me um, as I have developed my professional self um, with the work I do. And I would say that my motto is that we all, as people, as humans, are doing the best we can in the moment we are in. And I firmly believe that. I think that it helps me to have a lot of patience and understanding with other people when I think about that, that no matter what's going on in that moment, we're all doing the best that we can. And I do also believe that we want to improve. And so that's what we're all here to help each other do is to learn from and, and to grow and to get better. Um, but I really just like that lesson that I have really honed in on is that taking everybody at face value and that they are doing what they can. Absolutely. That's a, that's a wonderful thought. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, what are some of your current hobbies? <laughs> um, my current hobbies. Well, I really would say that I like to read uh, but I don't allow myself to read fun books unless I'm on vacation because I have so many workbooks I'm supposed to read and those aren't as fun. So they take me a lot longer to read. Um, but I do like to read. I like to hike, um, snowshoe, and I'm always up for um, kayaking. So if anybody's ever wanting to do any of those, call me. I would love to go. Our family is quite active in the kayaking region, actually. What's, where are some of your favorite areas locally? I am so bad with directions and knowing. So um, there is, you know, oh, what's that road? You know, if you were going to go 
uh, I think it's Highway 16, is it 35? Highway 35 that goes along the Mississippi or yeah, into Onalaska and you can follow it and go up to Holman, go through Holman and oh my sure. gosh, Trixie, I don't even know. But anyway, there is some over by kind of where the Boy Scout camp is. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know where I'm at? Yes, I do. So you can go all the way up that, up that river. Um, and there's lo- a lot of places, not just that there, but also other places up that river that you can drop in. And I love having my husband take me up there, drop me off, and I will just kayak. And you can go all the way down into the Black River by Schaefer's. Um, and it's so beautiful. And it's not very populated. Um, and you can just spend hours and hours. That's where I like to go. I think if if my dad listens to this one, he's that's going to be his next retreat, maybe. Okay. He went and just went camping and brought his kayak along and had the most fun time doing that. So, like now, not now. No, not right now. Oh, no. um, <laughs> like what? He he does push it quite late though. It's like there's been a first snowfall and then right after it melts, he's like, I think I can still get one in. He's like, I don't know. So yeah, he's gone. He's gotten colder temperatures, but. <laughs> yeah, if you guys ever try it, let me know. I'll go with. We'll have to. <laughs> um, do you have any fun traditions? Um, <laughs> the only one I can think of is that we have this happy birthday banner that I bought when the kids were really little, and my kids are not little anymore. Um, and I put it up for everybody's birthday um, and decorate the house for everybody's birthday inside. So when they wake up, the house is decorated, the happy birthday banners up. That's really the only tradition I can think of. Well, that's fun. Uh, do you have a favorite state park? Well, I can't say, I can't say Copper Falls because <laughs> we've got some, we don't want to trigger any memories for you. <laughs> It's too late already now. <laughs> <laughs> I um, have not been to every state park, but out of the state parks that I have been to, I think this is a state park, um, Moab, the arches in Moab is one of my favorites. I love going there, doing the hiking, um, seeing all the different natural arches. Great sure. place. Absolutely. Uh, we have not been there, but I, fe- I think we've heard a few good things about it. So that'll mm-hmm. have to be a destination this summer for our family. Uh, if you could speak one language, what would it be? I have always wanted to be fluent in ASL, American Sign Language. Um, I have attempted many times, um, but have not stuck with it. But I would really like to learn sign language yeah i have um a few different friends actually who just know the letters and sometimes Mm -hmm. if they're trying to communicate across the room um (laughs) they'll try and signal in letters but i don't know an ounce of (laughs) sign language so i'll try and do something back but i'm just like making hand signs so they don't they don't quite know so maybe for practicality (laughs) and (laughs) so Definitely. That's a, that's a really good answer. I think it would take me a lot. I mean, I know the alphabet. I think it would take me a very long time to spell it. I might get forget what where I was at in the word and then have to respell it. A lot of miscommunication there, I think. Yeah. I do have to thank Sister Driscoll, who taught me how to uh, sign profit like three, four years ago. Um, and I still retain it to this moment. Um, and I never use it, but at least I know it's there. Um, so in the case, if I ever need to, I can. You, right. you just haven't had the experience where you've needed it yet. It'll <laughs> right. happen. It'll, it'll happen sometime. <laughs> yeah. Um, spicy or mild food? Mild, hands down. <laughs> I don't do spice. Don't do spice. Um, is there a current celebrity you would like to meet? I... Um, I'm very sad that I never had the opportunity to meet President Monson. Uh, I, there's, 
anyway, I just really loved him and grew up with him. And his nephew was my seminary teacher one year. And I just love President Nelson, so or Monson. So if there was ever a time I could meet him, maybe, you know, in the millennium, um, I would love to meet President Monson. That's that's a wonderful answer, definitely. Um, do you have a favorite cereal? I was I am really surprised at how many people say they don't like cereal. I don't know that people really know the benefits and in, uh, they're missing out on the benefits of cereal. I mean, easy peasy meal right there, just a box and milk. Um, so I love cereal. Um, and I go in spurts as to what's my favorite. Currently, I would say my favorite is probably Crispex. Have you ever had Crispex, Sam? Um, I think it's appeared on our shelf one or two times, but we're not, that's not an average oh. cereal for us. Yeah. So it's, it's like rice on one side, corn on the other. It's crispy as long as you eat it fairly quickly. You don't have to add sugar to it. But, you know, I like that. Um, but Lucky Charms, Honeycomb, Honey Bunches of Oats. I mean, there's lots of good cereals out there. Yeah. You know, you grew up in a household that was slightly more health inclined when you say you had to add sugar to a cereal. <laughs> um, so my mother refuses. She has the rule that if it says um, more than 10 grams on the box, we can't get it. But if it isn't sweet enough, we can add as much sugar as we'd like. So it's a weird rule. Um, we're in crisis mode today, though. Sadly, we don't have any milk in the fridge. So oh. it's no cereal for until we make our next stop to the, the grocery store. That is sad. It's unfortunate, right? <laughs> um, do you have a favorite dessert? All of them. If they don't, <laughs> if they don't count. If they don't have any fruit on them, because I just don't think a dessert should have fruit on it. I know, but oh there's, I mean, dessert. You can eat fruit all by itself. You don't have to mix it with a dessert. Um, do, you, do you have a ahead. bias against fruit as you do vegetables? Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't, there's not very many fruits I like either. Um, I would say that I also go through um, different periods of what I like as far as a dessert goes. But I'm going to tell you a little secret. My sister-in-law just introduced me to this and I have it in my freezer. I'm probably going to eat some tonight. Um, it is, it is amazing. I can't believe I didn't know it beforehand, but I don't know how to say it. So it, it's basically the word is talent and it has an I at the end of it. Is that talent? I don't know. It's some, some word talent with an I at the end of it. Anyway, it's gelato and you find it in the freezer section and it comes in this little like round container and it has the kind that I get is five layers and it is salted caramel. And so like, it's got a layer of like salted caramel gelato. Then it has like a layer of crispy, like um, chocolate pieces. And then it has like a chocolate ganache and then it's got this vanilla gelato. And at the very bottom are these caramel truffles, these little caramel truffles. Oh, it's divine. Our family had a gelato phase and I thought we were out of it, but we're going back in now. <laughs> you got to so try no it. Yeah. So I introduced McKenna to it and she, she got the confetti cookie one and she said it was super good there's not chocolate in that so to me it was a waste but she really loved it so you'll have to try i've got a couple of different flavors in my freezer to try but it is so good and they're on okay. sale at target right now just so you know oh oh my gosh i need to run over um, on monday not today. get your milk at target <laughs> We're actually, I refuse unless it's from festival. I'm sorry, but oh, okay. I have to have festival milk. So we'll make two different stops, but there you go. definitely gelato is worth it. If it's Try this target. salted caramel. It is so good. Mm. Goodness. Okay. Um, then finally, if you had to recommend um, any icebreaker question, what would it be? 
So my go-to icebreaker question is, if you were independently wealthy and didn't have to work, how would you spend your time? Awesome. Um, I, I like that question because it takes away that stress and responsibility. And then what would you just do with your life? I'm just going to write in my book, how would you spend your rich person time? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll remember phrasing next week. Um, but from last three weeks ago, we've, we've had a bit of a gap. Um, but from the previous episode, uh, we have, what is your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> how can I pick one? Um <laughs> I really have a hard time with rude people. I just don't understand why, why people need to be rude. So that is a big pet peeve of mine. I just, ugh, it gets me, gets me going. Sure. I feel like maybe sometimes I should start with that uh, just to make sure I avoid that. So I'm glad because <laughs> I don't feel I'm an actually like, rudely inclined person um <laughs> but no. i feel like someday if i ask that question add it into the mix at the end of the episode someone's gonna like go off listing the things i did in the episode um, <laughs> <laughs> no i would not put you in a rude as a rude person category oh thank you very much um so going on to our personal questions um you just recently had a trip to hawaii um, and you used it as an excuse to rain check on a podcast episode. So this is an <laughs> analysis to see if it was real or if you were making it all up. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> so first, we just love to hear like a synopsis of some of the different things you did. Yeah, so um, I feel like a trip to Hawaii. I mean, I'm pro that's probably not all that uncommon for people, but for me and my husband, we had been planning that trip for our 20th wedding anniversary to celebrate and then COVID hit and canceled the trip. And so we had been waiting and waiting and we had tried to schedule it a couple of times and COVID, because of COVID, it had just um, kept getting canceled. So the fact that we were even able to go, I was just very excited about. We waited two years um, to go. So it was very anticipated. We, we were really looking forward to it. Um, and we were able to go to three different islands. So we went and stayed a couple of days in Oahu, a um, couple more days in Kauai, and we ended in Maui. Um, so it was fun to be able, I've never been any of those places before. I've never traveled that far before. So it was um, interesting to go and just to kind of see the Hawaiian culture and experience the different pieces of each island um so did you want to give me did you want me to give like uh my top five yeah sure you can go right to that this one was really hard <laughs> i had to think about my top five so when we i think i have a takeaway from each island so when we were in oahu uh we went to the polynesian culture center and um, that was such a great experience. I've heard good things about it. Um, and then going there, my expectations were way exceeded. Um, just the, the amount of um, people there. So they employ uh, college students from the local BYU there. And um, they're just so friendly and nice and learning about all the different cultures that they represent there. And um, then we went to the Luau and saw how impacted they were by COVID and um, how they kind of rallied and took care of each other during that time when it was shut down. And, and then just um, being able to experience and being a part of that was, was really amazing. So I highly suggest the Polynesian Culture Center. If anybody is going to Oahu, it was my takeaway for that island. Um, and then when we went to Kauai, we were able to um, go zip lining, and that was really cool. Um, they talked me into zip lining uh, like I was flying in that in that you know they 
clipped it to my back. And there was a part where we zip lined over and through all these trees. And it really reminded me if anybody watches um, Divergent, the Divergent series. And there was a part where she zip lines and goes through buildings and stuff. Anyway, I went through these trees and it was just so amazing. I felt like I was flying. It was pretty cool. Um, and while we were there, we also got to take a raft around the Nepali coast. And um, I also am a fan of uh, Avatar. And so the Nepali coast really reminded me a lot of that movie. And we got to stay or go on this beach that um, is only accessible by boat. And we walked around and saw some ruins of an old Hawaiian village that used to be there many, many long time ago. <laughs> and I felt like I was the only person in the world there. It was just so cool. And when we talk about the bluffs and how beautiful these bluffs are, the, the, the mountains there, I mean, it was just insane how high and vast they were. It was so beautiful. Um, so that was uh, amazing. And then in Maui, uh, we went whale watching, and I am terrified of sharks. I feel like that is going to be how I die someday. And so getting on a raft and looking for whales was pretty terrifying. Um, but it was really cool to see something that huge um, not too far away. It's also terrifying. Uh, and then there is this thing in Maui called the Road to Hana. And at the end of the road to Hana is um, this very popular trail called the Pipiwa Trail. And you can take this trail and it takes you up to a waterfall. But the best part about that um, was walking through a bamboo forest. And it was just like the ultimate thing for me, being able to stand there and have all this bamboo growing up and over my head listening to them hitting against each other and making this rhythmic music. It was pretty spectacular. Awesome. Um, oh. Do you have more? Sorry. I no, I was just saying those were my, <laughs> those were my five moments. Awesome. That's fantastic. Sounds like some pretty cool stuff. I will say pretty like maybe creepily coincidental um, from your first, your first moment from Polynesian cultural center, that week when I invited you to be on the podcast, I saw a reference on the front page of my Instagram talking about that. Um, and it was some old antique photos. And I was like, huh, I wonder what the Polynesian Cultural Center in Hawaii looks like. And I looked up photos and did some research on the website because <laughs> I was curious. So that's that's pretty amazing. And now you went there. Um, yeah, have to go, Sam. <laughs> I, I might have to. Um next uh were there any new experiences that you had while you were there well there was this there was this one new experience um and i've already forewarned you guys i like to laugh so um Kauai, i had a friend who gave me a book about Kauai, and so i knew most about that island other than the other two, uh, over all three of them and so I had a list of these beaches that I wanted to go see. And one of the beaches was called Secret Beach. And supposedly it was just really gorgeous. So Pat and I, we found the beach um, and it took a, you had to take a trail down in, down to the beach. It was pretty slippery because we, there was a lot of rain prior to us coming. And so they were still dealing with the effects of that. And so it was pretty slippery. And there were a couple of times we were like, oh, maybe we should turn around, but we kept going and we get down there and it's a beautiful beach and it's got these big black rocks that you can climb on and the water's hitting it. So we go over to like our right side of the beach and we're standing on the rock and there are only a few people there, not busy at all. And I knew that there was a, a woman on a beach towel by us. Um, but I was trying hard not to interrupt her or anything. We just climbed on the rocks and we thought it would be a good time to FaceTime our kids. So we're FaceTiming and, and chatting with them and looking around. And all of a sudden I look over and notice that that woman has now gotten up, sh shedded 
shed her clothes and was running through the water. And I was like, <gasps> and so I hurry up and, you know, told my husband, turn the other way. And we shut the phone off and we got off the rock, went further away, got back on a different rock, um, only to find a whole plethora of individuals on the other side of that rock, also basking in their nakedness. Um, and so apparently Secret Beach was a nude beach and we had no idea. So we just turned our tail and went right back up. Wow. That, that is quite a unique experience. <laughs> yeah. So it is a new experience. I've never been to a nude beach before. I don't necessarily have a desire to go again, but the beach for the moment we were in there, besides the extra scenery, was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, aside from that one moment if you had to go back and relive one moment from your trip um, what moment would that be it definitely would not have been that one even <laughs> though it was pretty funny I did laugh pretty hard um, I definitely hands down would go back to that bamboo forest the, the peacefulness of just standing there by myself um, yeah that was by far the best absolutely um think uh oh yeah what was something unique that you hadn't experienced before um from that well since i already shared the secret beach okay. one um when we were in oahu we were able to go to pearl harbor and that um i've heard about pearl harbor and learned about it growing up um but the Going there and going into the Arizona Memorial, the deep appreciation and respect for the service men and women um, who gave their lives there was something very profound. And um, hearing the story that the survivors of that event were given, well, of the, the ship, the survivors that were made it off of the ship, they were given the opportunity when they die to be entombed back into the ship if they so choose. And we were there like maybe a week after the, the anniversary. And um, at that time, somebody had passed away and divers had gone and, and brought his remains back to the ship. And I just, I mean, I, my dad was in the Navy. I have a deep appreciation for the servicemen and women, but that moment was just very impactful. Sure. Awesome. Um, well, those are all the questions that I have for you today. Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks, Sam. It was my pleasure. I had a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Um, so thanks for tuning into today's episode, everyone, and we'll see you next week.